Start off with a nugget. It's a short one. One day. One day. Or day one. One day or day one. It becomes your choice of decision. You want to just be a regular day or this going to be the one day that you change things. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks as we look into your word this morning. I thank you, Lord, that uh, each and every one of us, Father God, will be blessed by your word. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, hungry hearts, Father God, will be fed. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, as we look to your word, Father God, our minds are being renewed and regenerated, Father God, through the workings of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. She got that thing rolling back there, Holly, you know? The copier. Okay, we'll just go with it. Marching bands, military parades, and dance classes all have one thing in common whether they're moving as a large unit or as a couple, you look at the synchronization they have towards one another to keep this commitment. In other words, when you're marching, everybody has got to be in step all the time. When you're dancing, you know, your partner can't be going one way and you're going the other way. I mean, I'm talking about slow dancing. I'm not talking about the stuff they do now that's, you know, But I mean, talking about dancing where you're, where you're holding one another and you, you know, you're making those beautiful, graceful moves. And you have to be in sync. Uh, I think all, well, I don't know about the girls out there, but I know when I started dancing, I was all over the girls' feet. And, you know, it was, it was a jerky thing. And, you know, <laughs> I'm glad that's when they came out with rock and roll. You can do it your own thing, you know. You know? <laughs> But anyway, their commitment to precision, timing, it, it causes the unit to be remarkably beautiful in their going. I enjoy the sound of, of uh, marching bands, the cadence of military troops, and the graceful steps of a dance couple. Commitment in keeping in step is what's necessary to be successful. Commitment in keeping in step is what is necessary to be successful. Turn with me to the book of Psalms and find the 37th chapter. That's Psalms chapter 37. Steps occur frequently in Scripture in describing a man's life and his daily decisions. It is often used to show that... Uh, Man's steps are ordained, established, and ordered by the Lord. And that's where you find Psalms 37, looking at verse 24. That's Psalms 37, verse 24. Do I have this right again? Did I move this up? No, I, I messed up. Maybe. Oh, okay. I think it's supposed to be Proverbs. 
No, prophets don't have 37 seven chapters. I'm wrong. Whatever it is, you'll have to look up. Uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he, 23, I'm glad people know what, what's going on. I don't. That's 23. I'll have to talk to the typist. Okay. Psalms 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Glory to God. Therefore, as believers, we should trust the Lord and look for him in guidance for everything that we do, especially in the area of faith. He's going to give us guidance. In our society today, we find true commitment to be a rarity. You ask someone to do something, and often you hear is, well, it just depends. Uh, what does it mean to be truly committed to something or someone? Let me give you a, a prime example. Your breakfast. Ham and eggs. This is, this is it. This is the example. The chicken was involved. It gave an egg for breakfast. But the pig was definitely committed. He gave himself. Okay. So in the area of faith to be successful, we also be, need to be committed to follow the steps of the Lord. In this area, far too many Christians fail to develop this area in our lives. Okay. Uh, so let's go to 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6. That's 1 Timothy chapter 6. Verse 12, 1 Timothy 6, 12. It says, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So we need to... Fight the good fight of faith. If there's a fight, there means there's a hindrance to faith. Fight the good fight of faith. So if there's a fight, there's a hindrances to faith. So uh, we're going to be looking at uh, some areas where we need to uh, understand and have in place. And uh, these areas... We need to be in sync with the Lord. We need to be marching with the Lord, not out of cadence or you know, out of step. You're going one way, he's going the other. We need to be in step with the Lord in this area. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Going to verse... 17, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. We've seen this before numerous times. Therefore, if any man or woman be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become anew. From the Amplified it says, Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creature. Creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, fresh and new has become. Hallelujah. 
We need to be thankful. Old things are passed away. Everything is new. Amen. This is the new birth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Knowing this, that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus, and accepting this is vitally important to your faith walk. This is the prime thing, one of the prime things for your faith walk. You've got to know that you're born again. Amen. Growing faith depends on how we apply truths in our lives. And this is one truth that you need to know. This is a foundational truth. Being a new creation, we also must understand our place in Christ Jesus. Who we are in Christ, in whom, in Him. These are phrases that uh, speak of our new life and our relationship with the Lord. You know, that uh, I couldn't find my little In Him book, In Him by Kenneth Hagin. It says, in him, in Christ, in whom. Uh, this is what we need to understand. Receive and utilize and make it a part of our daily life. In him. In whom. In Christ. Who we are. Glory to God. Being a new creation, we must understand that our place in Jesus Christ. Amen. Think about it. The lack and failure of understanding of what this means, being a new creature in Christ Jesus, will threaten starvation and separation from further covenant blessings that's given to you as a believer. Again, the failure or lack of understanding of what this means to be a new creature in Christ Jesus, will threaten starvation and separation from further covenant blessings given to you as a believer. So we need to know these things, that you are a, a new creature in Christ Jesus. If you don't, you can't advance. You can't, re, you can't receive anything more. You're just kind of floundering there. I mean, it's a good flounder, if you want to say that, because you're born again, but you want to progress. He says that we need to go from... Glory to glory, from babyhood to adolescence to an adult. So we need to get into God's word, understand that. Uh, let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. At this, this, probably. at this point, that's Proverbs chapter 3. Glory to God. Sounds like it's starting to rain again. Proverbs chapter 3, looking at verses 5 and 6. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So if, we, if we're his da dance partner, we need, when he moves one way, we've got to move with him. We can't be all over the place. Okay? Know that you are a new creature, that old things are passed away. Amen? Glory to God. Are you ready? You're ready. Already. Okay, the second thing that we need to know, let's go back to 
2 Corinthians, one more time, 2 Corinthians this time, chapter 5 once more, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Glory to God, hallelujah. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. The whole things become anew. At 2 Corinthians chapter 5, looking at the very uh, last uh, verse of uh, chapter uh, 5, verse 21, it says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. From the Amplified, for our sakes he made Christ, virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in, and examples of the righteousness of God, that we ought to be approved and accepted in right relationship with him by his goodness. Glory to God. So, he hath made us to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might become the righteous of God in him. Righteousness. We have to know that we are righteous. You're born again. You have to know that you're righteous. Uh, we stand before God in righteousness this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for the amens. Applause. God not, does not see you as a sinner any longer, but righteous. Uh, quit dragging up your old, dead, sinful self. Um, when we got into uh, understand God's Word, and I was uh, in a Bible class, and I said I was righteous, and everybody said, ooh. In God's eyes, your old self is dead and buried. But here's what they said. Romans chapter 3, verse 10. Romans chapter 3, verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And they looked at me and said, how are you going to get around that? You're not righteous. Nobody is righteous. I said, I'm not speaking of my righteousness, but that which the Lord has given me. For I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. I now have righteousness. He says, I give you righteous. Righteousness. Amen? Now, we do sin. Well, maybe you don't, but we do trip up daily. You know, we get bad thoughts come or we get, uh, I'm not going to say you get road rage if you drive uh, or someone, you know, steps in front of you and the Grocery line. I, I'm one of those. That I, when I get in the grocery line, I, I hate to get behind people lately. You know, I go to the shortest line. It's happened the other day. The shortest line, and you know this other line. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing where I'm at with other people. And I'm too far, too down, and I would have been six down over here, and I'm watching. Well, the first one here, the one that was there. They leave. Okay, I'm second in line. I'm still five here. And so this, this person's going through, and they say, oh, I want this. They go on the phone or the microphone, say, uh, 
aisle seven, pick this up. George, go pick this up. And so we'll have to wait for George. And George is in the back doing something else. George, will you pick this up? And here I'm second. I would have been first now. I get aggravated. I, lose, I, you know, I just lose it all. I start shaking my head. And I guess the Lord's working patience through me, uh, around me. Uh, I'm a new, new creation. I'm a brand new man. I should say, glory to God. Help George, Lord. <laughs> or the person comes in, you know, they're going, you're right there, and you're watching. They get all their things done, and then they pull out the coupons. Oh, come on. Oh, this coupon's no good. It's past due. Oh, I don't want that. Take that out. Did... Nobody's been that in, in that line, I guess. <laughs> what store do you go? <laughs> what store do you go to? So we got to know that we're righteous. We don't fall into unrighteousness. But we do sin daily. I mean, well, some of us don't. I mean, we don't. So how can we remain to be righteous? 1 John 1.9. 1 John 1.9. Let's go there. Highlight it in your Bible. First John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that, if I confess my fallings there, the Lord will clean me up and I'm standing there righteous again. Glory to God, that feels good. Amen? Well, maybe you don't do that. When a believer sins and he confesses that sins, God is faithful to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all what? Read it. Look. Oh, verse 9 again. If we confess our sins, this is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all what? Unrighteousness. So it's out the door. He doesn't see it any longer. We're made righteousness. We have to keep this in mind. The Lord forgives and cleanses from all unrighteousness when we confess our sin. Now, if we should fall away, be sure to repent right away. Um, don't load up your grocery bag. Yeah. If you don't repent of that pretty soon, you're carrying, you've got a, a bag throughout the day. You, see, you, you goof up, we'll say you goof up at, at, at work. Uh, someone said you should have did it, and you said no, you get in an argument, and so you don't forgive them, so there's a, that sin comes up, so you feel you've you got a grocery bag or a uh, tote bag and what's those things that, that kids wear? Backpack. You fill that with that. Okay, there's a there's a, there's a grudge against your coworker, and then uh, you go to the coffee machine. The coffee machine's out, and they say, "Why don't you make the coffee?" Oh man, there goes another. Pretty soon your backpack is like this, and you're unrighteous. 
you can't figure, what's wrong? Well, we need to, as soon as that, that temptation or that sin gets a hold of it, get rid of it. And then you can have happy feet. Oh. Nobody's have happy feet here. Oh, come on. Nobody's ever jumped up and down because, because something great happened to you or you just, oh, thank you. Or if you went to a ball game, your team is winning, you're, you're jumping up and down because they won the Super Bowl or the whatever, or the golf tournament, you know, you're happy for that interview, you're jumping up and down. Or are you just a spectator sitting on your seat? God says we need to not be spectators. We need to be operating in faith each and every day. So we have to know that we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. The second thing we know, need to know that we are made righteousness. Amen? We have right standing with God now. Glory to God. So don't give the devil any room. How many unpack immediately when they, when they mess up? How many unpack immediately? I mean, you know, I forgive you, you know. Or do you let it go to the end of the day and get weary and say, well, I had a rough day. Yeah. So-and-so took my parking space. I told them it's my parking space. I waited for that parking space, and they just checked, it got in. And then that cop stopped me for going through a red light. I don't know why. Uh, you know, we got all that. It's the end of the day, and you got all these things. No wonder we're so tired when you go to bed. You can't even, you know, you're supposed to, you know, pray and read, you know, and you can't even... Read because you're falling asleep. Because we are, we haven't unloaded the baggage that we have. So get rid of the baggage right away. Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, the next thing that we need to know. Okay. First thing was what? Being, being a new creature in Christ Jesus. Second thing, we know, need to know that we are righteous. Amen. So the third thing we want to look at is um, in the book of John chapter 16. It's John chapter 16. John chapter 16, it's, this is the, uh, Jesus speaking, so it should, could, could be read in your Bible. John chapter 16, looking, beginning of verse 23. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, very I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Verse 24. Hereunto have ye asked nothing in my name, Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy might be full. Amen. What, 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 do, you look, what do you see in this, these two verses? Let's go back here. And in that day ye shall ask, nothing, ask me nothing, verily, verily, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my, what, name. 
Jesus has given us his name, the name above all names. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So Jesus has given us his name. His name has authority in all heaven and all earth. The authority to fulfill all your supplies or make, make everything good. We need to realize the full power of his name. All the blessings of the, of the Father come through the name of Jesus. You, you, you see that? You shall ask, verse 23, and in that day you shall ask me nothing, barely be asked unto you, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name. So all blessings have to go through the Father through the name of Jesus. It's his name that the Holy Spirit has been given unto us. And the Father has committed all things unto Jesus. So we have, it's his name that has the power. We have to know this. Glory to God. We understand, we, we have to understand what the name will do. If, it, if every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess he is Lord and the the enemy is scared of his name. In the name of Jesus, I command. Well, remember the seven sons of Sceva? They, they wanted to cast out a, a devil out of, of an individual. And they said, in the name of Paul, or like Paul. And the devil came out and did Oh, the guy, not the devil, but the guy. God beat up all seven of the sons of Sceva. Because they, he, they did not, that individual did not know, how, or seven sons, they did not know the, the power in the name. What Paul did. No, you got to know the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless this food. There's power in it. Oh, wow. Some of us need to, when we go to a restaurant, you, I hope you pray because sometimes you don't know what, what's going through the, the food or what is, has happened to the food uh, that you're eating. And you need, you need definite prayer. Uh, my oldest son, when he was of age, when he got, you know, Get, got a job at a fancy restaurant. I told you about this. Uh, it was a uh, busboy and dishwasher. <laughs> and some people ordered a prime rib. Well, as they were preparing that prime rib, guess what happened? It fell on the floor. <laughs> they just picked it up, brushed it off, put a little more odd juice on it, you know, whatever it is, and and presented it to the customers. <laughs> and you don't know what, like I say, we don't know what, how people prepare food. They, they tell you, you know, when you go to a restaurant there, it says, uh, if you go in the restroom there, and it says, all employees wash your hands. Well, I've seen, I've been in there, and somebody 
They just walk away. Whoa, you know, that's why you need prayer over your food. I do hope you pray over your food when you... <laughs> so we need to know the power of his name. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. When we understand the name of Jesus, uh, the name will defeat the enemy and give us victory. Glory to God. Again, the name of Jesus has authority and power today. And that name belongs to you and I. We can use it. How many are using the name of Jesus? How many apply that in their, in their, I mean, not their daily life, but uh, do you apply it at, at work? Oh, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, let me pass this test. Lord, let me do this system right, or let me find a, solve this problem that the boss is uh, wanting to, has given me to enhance the, The workplace, okay? Okay. What's the first thing that we needed to do? This, remember, we're looking at dance steps. All these things have to go, in, go into sync together. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Second thing is what? I have been made right. Thank you. Third thing was what? We just talked about it. The name, use of the name. We, ha we need to have all these things just smoothly transition in our lives. We just can't, you know, if you leave out one, you're not, you're not going to get things. I mean, you're, you're out of step. We have to know these things. Okay. Next, we need to know that the word of God is true. Then we act upon that truth. So we have to know the word is true, and then we act upon the truth. Then it becomes a reality in our lives. If you act on the word, you know it's true, it becomes a reality in your lives. Uh, let's go to Proverbs. Well, we were there before, but let's go back to it. Proverbs chapter 3. Okay, glory to God. In Proverbs chapter 3, look at verse 5 again. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. We need to trust the Lord. Don't fall back on your understanding. Remember, one of the reasons um, that we have weak faith is because we reason. We're not supposed to reason. Amen? All that is ne necessary for us is to ask, what does God's word say? Then be obedient right there and then. Don't find out, okay, I know what the word of God says. I'm going to try it my way for a little bit, and if it doesn't work, I'm going to... How many ever did that? Outside of myself. That uh, you put off things. You don't ask the Lord something. You don't, you don't let the truth come in. Well, I've told you about, I was working on my son's car and, and uh, having some mechanical uh, 
understanding, I said, this is not going to work because this is not working on the car. He says, well, just, the wife says, well, just pray with Matt and, you know, I said, that, it, that prayer is not going to work because this is a mechanical thing and I know what's wrong with it. So she, said, she told, Matt, come over here. We'll pray. They prayed together. She said, now go, go do that, what you need to do. I put it, put it in and started up. What are you going to do? Yeah, we have to know that there's power in the truth. Amen. Failure to act on God's word is an act of disobedience. Failure to, uh, to uh, act on, on God's word is disobedience. So let's, uh, since we're in the Old Testament, let's go all the way back to 1 Samuel. That's 1 Samuel. And we want to find the 15th chapter. That's 1 Samuel, chapter 15. We're going to look at King Saul here. What does the Word of God say? And we're supposed to follow that truth. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 15, looking at verse 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord hath great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, the Word of the Lord? Behold, is to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of lambs. Verse 23 for rebellion is as sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as, the, as iniquity and idolatry. How, ma- how many of us get into rebellion? So how many of us are a little bit stubborn? Now, these, are, these are a little bit sins that come, in, come up. And when they come up, we need to throw them away. Don't, don't let them, uh, don't fill up your backpack. Because sometimes you, if you don't get rid of it, uh, you forget about it, and you let it carry on for a couple of days, a couple of weeks. Oh man, why is things going wrong? Can't figure it out. Oh, if you didn't, if, if you cleaned up your house right away, this thing would not happen. So we need to clean up right away. But we're looking at um, uh, what the word says. Uh, we see here that Saul was a rejected. Saul rejected God's word. Thus, the Lord rejected Saul as king. This is a lesson that, that we, should, we should not forget. Uh, what does the word say? And we need to be obedient to it right away. Um, we need to always act upon God's word to keep your covenant blessings flowing. Always act on God's word to keep your covenant blessings flowing. First one was, I'm a new creation Christ Jesus. Second one, I have righteousness. Third, the name. Fourth, we have to act on the truth. Amen. Uh, we're coming to the end here. Romans, this is the next one. Romans chapter 10. And Romans chapter 10. Thank you, Lord.
Romans chapter 10. Verse 10, Romans 10, 10. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, there's that righteousness again, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So confession, we need to have a good confession. Hold fast to your confession. Listen, faith is measured by your confessions. Your faith is measured by your confession. Eventually you will become what you confess. I just can't do it. I never was given the opportunity, so it's, you know, your confessions rule you. Amen? Uh, you will eventually become uh, what you confess, good or bad. If, if you have more negative in your life, that's what you're going to have. You're tipping the scales. You need to confess the word of God over yourself. Confess the good things. We looked at that a couple of weeks ago. What are you confessing of yourself? Are you an overcomer? Are you the redeemed? Are you the righteousness of God in Christ? Are you, are you righteous? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Are you confessing that or is it, you know, I'm just tired of trying to confess the word. It doesn't work. How many ever heard people say that? I've confessed the word over and over, but it doesn't work. You just confessed it. You're confessing that you don't, it doesn't work. You've you got to remove the negativity in our lives. The world is full of negative areas. We're called to be positive people. I love what the, what the, the Jewish people do for their children, especially uh, uh, just before uh, they go into the Sabbath. The, you know, they have their, their meal. And they, you know, they pray. They say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my son, my daughter. They are blessed of you. What they put their hand to shall prosper. They just lift up their children. They don't say, well, what did you do in school today? Did you mess up again? Did you get in another fight? Did you ditch your classes again? Turn it around for your kids. Turn it around for your kids. Sure, kids will be kids, but you can change their attitude with blessing them. And of course, you know, when, they're, when they're wrong, correct them. Don't be politically correct either. Give them a timeout in that order over there. It says if they're getting bad, apply the Board of Education to the lower posterity. That's what's going to get your child, uh, it says they keep your child out of hell both ways. Um, okay. 
Eventually, we, uh, we become what we confess, good or bad. When the confession of our hearts and the confession of our lips harmonize with God's word, we become mighty in our faith. Again, when the confession of our hearts and the confession of our lips harmonize with the word of God, we, come, be, we become mighty in our faith. Negative confessions of murmuring and complaining will result in weak, weakness and failure and form many disappointments. Going back to, wow, <laughs> going back to fight the good fight of faith. We've been talking about faith. We need to keep focus, keep in sync these things that we just spoke of this morning. Keep in sync with God's word to be an overcomer. Glory to God. Our fullness of joy is dependent upon the boldness and consistency of our faith walk. The boldness and consistency of your faith walk is dependent upon this. Glory to God. Amen. We cut off short. I would have music for you this morning. I brought I brought the album album al, the CD cover and was going to give it to Heather and I looked at it. The CD was not in there. I So, I'm not going to try to sing it but the song was, uh, was, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, a brand new creation am I. That was, again, one of David Engel's songs. Uh, so, praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody need prayer this morning? Well, there is something back there, I think. Okay. There's some... Uh, food out there, so we'll pray over that. Uh, again, uh, the wife is uh, sorry that she couldn't make it. Uh, with the remodeling of that bathroom, dust was all, all over the place. I've, I've got to do some dusting. I, I mean, heavy dust. So she's wheezing and all that type of stuff, so she didn't want to come out. And then, then the weather's not too good for her. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. I thank you, Lord, that uh, we get in sync with your word, Father God, that we apply all these steps, Father God, to make us, Father God, valuable in your sight, Father God, in the kingdom of God, that our faith may grow, Father God, that we can accomplish great and mighty exploits for you. We praise you for the word. And, Father God, as uh, we have this meal before us, we ask, Lord, that you bless the hand that prepared it, Bless this food, Father God, as uh, we partake in our fellowship. In Jesus' name, amen.